What came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, in the Claim of Throne blogcast with Cuba and Oosh, we come at the same time. Hey, Cabba, how are you going today? Hey, Tossa. And um, speaking of eggs, we've got a good couple of cans of Foster's Flops in front of us today. Dan Murphy special. Cheers. Cheers. That was some hell of a special. What? Oh, it was, yeah. nine ninety for a sixer. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, the beers were cheap too. How do you rate the old Fosters? A oh. true beer, you think? An honest beer? I think it's... I would term it an honest beer. Yeah, right. Good honest beer. What's a dishonest beer? Craft horse shit. Yeah, right. Which I absolutely adore. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that makes me your partner as well, but mm. when I get home from work and I've had a long hard day and a long, long <laughs> thirst, then uh, I like a good honest beer just to shake the whiskers off, you know? And the best cold beer is Foster's. Is <laughs> <laughs> prick. Oh, yeah. So, my prick. What are we doing today? You know that best of albums list that mm. we didn't think about? Yeah. Didn't you leave a few off I it? said I just had a couple I missed. Um, one was... I was thinking, I didn't really, I can't remember if I've mentioned any death metal ones at all, but the new Disentomb album is really good. If you've oh. heard that. Yeah. You know what? I haven't listened to it and I will. Missed it. Good. Real heavy. Um, cool. Bit of a progression from the last one, I think. Yep. Worth wrapping your ears around. And also, I think you may have asked if there were any good folk metal albums of the year and I was like, no, nah, fucking hate folk metal. It's all shit. But one of my favorite albums of the year was from Tia. Um, whatever that album's even fucking called. I can't remember. But it's really good and probably Hell. their best ones in a while. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some husbandy songs, but overall, some insane shred. Yeah, really good solos, some real heavy bits, and um, lots of bustling. A lot of songs on it, probably too many. Could have probably made two yeah. albums out of it. Um, yeah, that was all, and also yeah, just some some words of the year such as tosser, oh. and squeezer, two of my favorites. Squeezer, mm. right. Yeah, Toss is always right up there on the list. There's a few there that I won't mention today that have been some of my favourites. And yeah, I try not to utter those ones too many times this year. Yeah. Um, we're talking about all things vaginal. But um, whatever. It's a new year, new me. Mm. Me too. Hashtag. Some things I missed off my list yeah. would be. Probably Gidge of the Year. Did I? Oh, no, I think I mentioned that Abremelin was oh, yeah, like Gidge of the Year. That. Yeah, yeah. But um, New Gidge of the Year. Oh, no, it's, it's a new year. Okay, forget about that shit. I thought you said Bitch of the Year. I was trying to think of who that would be. Lividity? <laughs> bitch of the Year. Bitch in a ditch? That's not Lividity. That's what is that? some other bunch of Mexicans. Don't know. Josh or Jim would know. What is that band called? <laughs> Lividity have snack-sized tits. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, one of the things I forgot to mention was the bloody um, Isengard oh, with commentary. What? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's Sleet. On last one. Of course, it was Sleet who put me onto that. Did he sprays your face? He did spray my face and he currently sprays it mm. in past, present and future tense. And it's... 
is really funny and you reminded me of it by saying you hate all folk metal and oh, yeah. on the commentary he opens up by saying he hates folk metal pretty yeah. much and it's a folk metal album. Yeah. But that also led me listening to a bunch of Dark Throne albums with commentary and yeah. these are all on Apple Music so I bet they're on Spotify. Hilarious Listen talks about the production and stuff of the albums and it's pretty inspiring from a point of view that, listen, it sounds like a ratty shithole, that's for sure. We all know Dark Throne, right? Unfortunately, but, yeah. Yeah, so he, he at least talks about how he did it and that's sort of DIYness. That's, to me, it's almost like a punk aesthetic to black metal that I do think is cool. People in the future doing really ratty, shitty sounding toilet any kind of music deliberately when the gear that they're recording on is probably better than <laughs> half of these guys has access to in pro studios in the 80s is is a bit shit but yeah i think it's quite funny and quite cool and so yeah those whole commentary things you normal people might get annoyed with that but i certainly enjoyed it yeah i, I just can't imagine a scenario where i would listen to that because if i put music on I want to listen to music. I don't want to have some fuckhead talking over the top of it. So, so you'd have to just kind of sit and listen to it. Or I guess you could have it on in the background and just listen a little bit and have a giggle. I don't know. What do you think about our listeners who have had to put up with our album commentary shit? Well, I mean, they've got the option of pressing <laughs> stop, which I'm but sure But I mean, they would you listen? I don't know. Maybe. Don't yeah. know. I, I was listening in the car. Mm. I found that to be good okay. all that while I was doing the dishes, almost like a podcast. Yeah. In a way. Oh, you're mowing the lawn? Not quite. Good lawnmower though. Yeah. Backbreakingly heavy. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. Do you need to mow it again before I take it? I knew you'd ask that. I want to let it grow because it's looking a bit dead in parts. Okay. Is that a good plan? I don't think it revives the lawn. You still probably just got to water the fucking thing, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. Could work. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, Obituarium Worm Rot the other night. Yeah, that was sick. That's what I was going to say is gig of the year probably oh, right. so far. It was Worm Rot. Mm. That, they were insanely wicked, mainly the drummer. Good seeing him just like, yeah, we've got three band members, don't have a bass player, don't care, we'll just tour anyway. Yeah. Intense and no nonsense, eh? None at all. <clears throat> that drummer is off the charts, eh? Mm. Yeah, that was really sick. Yeah, the guitarist also off the charts. I, he had Insane his back to playing. Me. Real fast, real good riffs and riff after riff, like real short songs. So a lot to remember, a lot of unique riffs throughout. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to li- – did that album or EP or whatever come out? 2019? Their last was 2016, to be honest. Really? Voices. How did you get onto them? You just saw they were touring and started listening, or no, no, not at all. I heard that one when it came out back in the day, because it was quite uh, well reputable when it came out. It was quite a popular album. Yeah, okay. People saying sort of grind album of the year sort of thing. So I would have listened to it for that purpose. Mm. Um, but I hadn't heard them in ages, and and then when that. Um, Tour was announced. Busted it out again. And also when we were doing some Tom Thumb and I was wanting to listen to Grind, I was getting into it Yeah, again. yeah. Man, that gig was packed, hey? Chock-a-block. Sounds like the whole tour was. I don't know if that's because Bitchery were doing Cause of Death or just like good timing or good marketing or something, but 
Fucking Shockers, Jesus, man. yeah. Yeah. Insane. Because when I came in, after I cleaned up, we went over to the side of stage to see, well, I didn't know I was really doing this, but to see the drummer. There are a group of drummers there, local legends, your Sebs and your Louis, just fucking in awe of this bloke, as was yeah. I. It's actually quite cool. But, yeah, couldn't barely get standing room, hey. Mm. It was pretty full on. And that was for worm rot, not even bloody obituary. So when they started, you and me were standing there, thumbing come, getting ready to go. Yeah, I was almost bored watching obituary after worm rot just because it's a different so thing, slow. obviously. But, yeah, yeah, it was a big step from one band to the next. Yeah. Um, cool, though. People obviously digging it. Yeah. Classic stuff. Classic. Any other gigs shit. coming up? Slayfest Carcass Tool, of course. Forgot about that. My a few friend, weeks' time. Yeah, he, he messaged me today who I'm going with and said, Yeah, Tool's in a couple of weeks. And Owen actually was talking about probably crashing here. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's going to. But yeah, he talking about it. I thought, Fuck, I couldn't believe it's it. Friday that was, night, right? Yeah, which is good. Oh, we should, after that show, just all come back here and Get sleep in Owen's sleeping bag. Yeah. And what about his sleeping arrangements? He won't be sleeping. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bunch of mates up from Perth. and I, I mean, sorry, from Bremer. And I think they're probably the rowdy type. Right. So I don't know if I'm that mm. megally keen on hosting. But mm. um, there's, I think they've got accommodation or something. So that sorts that out. Wicked. But yeah, wasn't I wasn't actually planning on raging after that because... I don't know, boring, useless, old piece of shit. Fuck these days. Mm. I'm hoping it's not the same weekend I'm supposed to go to the Wildcats with Razor Roy. No, that's the week, that's two weeks before. Okay. Yeah, he's cuming over, hey? He is interested. In you guys got Coming tickets? and attending and I'm about to soon. 60 bucks. <clears throat> Grow up. I don't like <laughs> basketball at all. I like Razor Ray and I like Cabba, but I can't afford that shit. Not when I'm saving up for $7,000 worth of recording <laughs> gear that I don't need. Yeah, maybe I won't go. I'll just put 60 bucks towards getting a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I would, I'd probably spend 60 bucks on a carton and have you fellas come over and I'll clean up after you if you yeah. need to. Drink the carton directly out of your slimy, <laughs> sweaty, dirty arsehole. Um, Hornography's coming up this week Oh shit, it is Saturday night, hey Saturday night And it's at Badlands this time Because it of is. the Whack and Metal battle Yep So I think there's like seven-ish, eight bands maybe Wow Yeah, I, I looked at the lineup on Because I got an email Hashtag marketing, oh, right. marketing, marketing Yeah, that shit works, so Because mm. I went, oh, that's my friend's and after you unsubscribed, you look <laughs> at the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember who's on the lineup at all. Oh, Septillion R. That's they the are, one yeah. thing I remember. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe I'll check it out. What have I got on besides clothes? Jamming in the afternoon. So, with yeah. your business partner and your partner as well. <laughs> So yeah, I should probably be jamming with your other bandmate in the d- day. Yeah, okay. If all goes to plan, is that right? He's going to do triple duty that day. Triple duty, like jam with you, jam with me. No, nah, not him. 
Which other band? Ian. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, Funny that you've announced that, hey? Yeah. No bass player. It's going to be good. Smitty sent some bands, as per usual. Um, esoteric. Crushingly heavy. Doom. Bit... Um, I wish there was a category called like post doom or something. Like it's it's funeral doom, but it's got like um, lots of effects and like uh, you know ambient, not quite ambient, but you know what I mean. Like those kind of moments in there, noisy moments. But I got to tell you, I was listening to it and I had to turn it off because the vocals are sickening, hey. <laughs> and I just wasn't in the frame of mind to like ingest those vocals so mm. i got um i think i got 10 minutes through the first song that goes for like 30 minutes mm. and then went how long does this fucking album go for <laughs> and um i was like oh god i've got to finish planting these chili plants <laughs> need something a bit more light-hearted on <laughs> let me put on a commentary album <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Visigard. laughs> but yeah good yeah quite interesting i'll probably dip back into that anyway he did mention he goes he's keen on seeing harvest trail i'm like What's where's he getting that from? And yeah, of course you announced it. Looks like we're. I was thinking of postponing it until we're ready, but at the same time, I was like, whatever. I'll just announce it, and maybe we'll do something. And worst case scenario, we don't play. It's it's late (laughs) Feb, and with that whore over there, yeah, new kit, electric. Yeah, I guess that's a new thing. Being able to sit there and see that all those books and shit. And there's a couple on the floor and a music stand. It's because I've actually gone through some of my books and brushing up on like technique and stuff, which I haven't done in fucking years. Mm. And it's fun because I can play its electric kit and it's got, you know, snare sounds and it's got good dynamics. So I can actually treat it as if it's an actual real drum kit. And it's really satisfying to play on. It's got a click track. They all have these fucking features, but it's got a click track built in. So I don't have to fire up the old computer or the app on the phone. So practicing is a matter of just sitting in front of it. And that's what someone like me needs. Same idea behind this guitar, just sitting there so I can just be playing. So that's been cool. And you guys, my God, the Harvest Trail MIDI guitar. Mm. So I'm guessing Ian exported the MIDI out of Guitar Pro tabs. Yeah, he did do that and then we sort of went through them with a fine tooth comb. In his Cubase software, In his Cubase software. That is... all the harmonies and tidied it all up. It's real funny, man, because you guys were talking about MIDI guitar. I had planned to do exactly the same thing because I I thought, I don't... I remember the structure when we're playing it because you get all the cues of the you know, the licks and stuff that tell you the next part's coming in. But I'd opened up, and you'll see I downloaded Rampage, the um, Sega video game from the 90s, <laughs> the tab, and I was like, oh, I know Cab is, I think he hasn't done that in like, you know, sometimes your tabs say like 380 beats a minute instead of whatever. So it's like, oh, I'm going to have to sit here and like convert it. Nah, I won't worry. Next day Ian sends me full MIDI yeah, tracks yeah. and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And having the ability, and this is, I don't know if you know heaps about MIDI, but same with Stephen Slate. If you turn the tempo up, your drums will go faster. If you turn them down, it'll go slower and the pitch is retained and stuff. Mm. So for me, I'm able to do what we do at Jam, 
knock it down from whatever ridiculous speed it is to half speed or three-quarter speed or whatever and be able to play along with Mm. your shit. And it's just so without drums or without clicks if I don't want them, whatever. And it's just so fucking nice to be able to do that. Yeah. And the added bonus is I can hook up MIDI from my drum kit to the computer and track as well. So that's what I'll be handing back to Ian so you guys can track too. Wicked, yeah. And then you can make decisions like should this song be 10 BPM slower? Mm. Let's hear it as it is and yeah let's just fucking double click that and turn it down funny man the like the more we've been practicing and the title we've been getting and the closer we're getting to being ready to track some songs that we thought were just too fast before too slow now not definitely not too slow (laughs) but they don't sound too fast when you're playing it tight and you can make out the the two guitar parts and stuff it doesn't sound over done or anything totally totally so i don't think there will really be any need for that that being said the options there yeah yeah it's more about just kind of like a really awesome pre-production that you can make any decisions with Mm. so the the one the the reason i say slower is because one of the songs the demo sounds about 10 beats a minute slower than right and so i was wondering which one's the right one but then the beauty of it is that you can go, oh, well, we've been practicing it at the fast version and it feels really good. Let's just run with that or, you know, let's mm. let's split the difference. Let's see what it feels like in the mid-range between those two okay. something. Yeah. But yeah, it can pretty much do anything. And if you don't like the way a riff is or, you know, you guys were live in person going through some of the harmonies and you couldn't, ah, this is something we'll go through later, you can just shove MIDI notes around and just... Yeah. Hear them in context, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yep, definitely. And trying to work out some of the harmonies between ourselves. If the tabs are shitty, we're trying to sort of learn it as we're practicing a bit. But it's, yeah, almost easier when just like one of us is playing and one of us is moving the MIDI notes around until it sort of sounds good on MIDI and then we just both play what's there and it sounds 10,000 times better than it did before. Yeah, that's cool, man. Stuff like that has been... Yeah, pretty good exercise. But oh, as a practice tool, it's so sick because I could definitely do that with Guitar Pro, but the control I have from Pro Tools, and we're transferring between Cubase and Pro Tools, and it's all it's it's fucking nineteen seventies eighties technology. Mm. So it's really basic, but just the stop start and the I can put reverb on it, I can change the sounds, I can you know make it quite immersive and nice to yeah. jam to set count-ins that i want start getting used to the idea of having a fucking all right this is an eight count and i'm getting i'm getting right in there nice and fucking deep (laughs) it's cool man i'm seriously digging it those middies did he pan them left and right by any chance he didn't but i did (laughs) has he been doing that (laughs) not on the middies but when um yeah when we sort of had a bit of experiment tracking we were doing it and we we're giving different amps to each, like different sort of guitar tones to each of us and stuff and seeing how it sounds. And then we're both sort of learning the rhythm sections over the solos. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll pop the solos in the middle over top. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's going to be pretty cool having those like really, yeah, evidently different guitarist in each speaker. It's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. 
You've been listening to Decade of Regression? I haven't, much? but I probably will listen to it on the way home now that we talk about it. filthy. <laughs> it's not like insanely good. Oh, you know what we were doing though? Um, we were listening to that at his house now that I think of it for context and um, yeah, fully panning it out and just like muting one speaker and stuff and just listening to the different tones on each of the guitars and they kind of sound pretty shit individual, but together it sounds really sick. That's fucking crazy. I never yeah. thought to do that. Yeah. I've done that with headphones before when I'm, um, say like the new Tool album, when I was trying to like detect what was going on with the tone, I'd just crank up the headphones and take one ear off, that kind of thing. But I never <laughs> thought to just turn one of my speakers off. It's a great yeah. idea. Or just, um, yeah, it's on, the MIDI, on your controls, just Mute. turn one speaker or down, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, fuck, I didn't do either of those things. Yeah, I wouldn't have really thought of it either, but of course Ian has probably probably does it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's a sick idea. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. quite a good inspiration because listening to the live version, like we will be live tracking mm. and it's going to be pretty crazy. It's going to be pretty crazy, eh? And trying to get it done in one jam session, trying to basically track the majority of the album. Might as well do it soon, sort of in the cuming weeks. Yeah, I reckon. I, I'm I am thinking February, possibly post gig. Yeah. Mainly so we can just spend our time getting fucking sorted. And also I should have a new computer by then and it'll be a lot we will have a lot less problems when we're tracking when things aren't cutting out and stopping because that would yep. be that would be a disaster. That would be devastating, yeah. Yeah. Still only six so weeks away. I've got some pretty loose ideas as well about how to track this. <laughs> of course you do. I don't know if it's way too nerdy to talk about. Um, and give me the boring signal if it is. God, I'm thirsty. Well, I am well. due to go for a Foster's, so anyway. <laughs> yeah. So very basically... And this is why we talked about the interface. I've only got 12 channels, right? So I really need 16 to be covered for what I want. But a la Decade of Aggression, I'm going with 12. So the plan is to do mics one and two, overheads. Tom, Tom, so that's four. And I would normally track with two rack drums and a floor. But because we've been jamming on the mini kit, I'm rolling with two toms and it's going to be <laughs> hilarious and save me track count. Kick, I'm only going to have one kick in, um, mainly because it's metal and I'll probably probably be triggering. E- even if it's just the sample itself, I'll probably trigger and I've got some sample. I've taken heaps of samples of my own kit all the time, so I might use them. So it's five. I will have one ribbon microphone just above where my kick is pointing at the snare that's a thing i do sometimes i usually use al smith's dirt mic for that but in this scenario i'm probably not going to i'm going to use a ribbon just for a bit of a thickening fattener because i don't have a dedicated drum room mic i want to turn that into it but also possibly get some low end out of it this is where it gets weird so that's six seven is going to be snare top normal Channel 8 is going to be snare top, wire cabled with snare bottom with a phase reverse on the bottom, which is something I've done before. 
but how I'm going to, I really want to try this out. So two, basically two snare mics, right? So I'm going to compress the living fuck out of probably that Y cable one, whichever one sounds more effecty, I'll use as an effect mic. And I'm going to try not to, I'm going to try and do a minimal compression on the other one. And it's, I'm finding everything I mix, I think I'm overdoing it with the compression. I'm slamming everything on the tracks. So what I'm, what I'm trying to do is get out of the way of shit and trying to do more things in parallel and preserve more of that sound in the room. Cops. Then we've got four channels left, right? Left and right for guitar. So I'm going to possibly do one or two things. Either get another two wire cables and then have... Oh, by the way, I'm also thinking of doing a wire cable to the Dr. Alien Smith sub kick and putting it underneath mm. the floor tom. That's another trick I've got. Good idea. So that will be sick. Then I'm going to get another two for you guys and I'm going to put two dynamic mics just like we're talking on mm. on each cab mm-hmm. and Y cable them so sum them basically and have one on axis one off axis so like that Fredman um, Studio Nordstrom style fucking at the gates thing and that's you guys sorted mm. straight up and then that means I've got two channels left which I'll put a stereo pair of mics out the front pointing back at all of us Jesus. Yeah. And the reason the reason for all this shit is so when you're going to do your decade of aggression thing and you cut out, it's, you're going to hear Ian in the opposite. Yeah, it's going to right. pick up in the mic. I think I talked about this on the other podge, but because I'm going to release five at one time, I can't yeah. remember. And vice versa. Um, and also I want all the guitar bleed in the drum mics and I want drum bleed in – the guitar mics and if it fucks up then it's a hundred dollar experiment and who gives a shit Mm -hmm. Um, we've got wicked pre-production then and we can fuck around and whatever finesse things but yeah i'll just i would love to walk out of a session within five hours four hours five hours and have the bulk of an album done and this we're not going to be able to do tons of editing like bits and pieces, like more punch-in style stuff. But we're pretty much going to be playing songs start to finish and um, yeah. it's going to be so beautiful to spend about two hours on it afterwards and the album's almost done. If we can pull that off with like, yeah, how difficult it kind of is to play these particular songs, it'd be pretty fucking interesting, eh? Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, yeah, we've got that sort of a backup plan of a DI, so... If on if we only do one or two takes of a song and you guys consistently fuck up the same bit on that song, then we've just got that nice DI on the day that we run through the same mics with the whole same setup going. Um, and we can just use that as in kind of like a comp punch-in style edit, tape edit kind of Big thing. live room, you're thinking? I think... Yeah, well, there's the big room there, which they do gigs in, and there's the live room, which is actually attached to the studio. I think mm. we hire the live yeah, room. Yeah. And mainly just because there is more space and you're, when you hire that, then they block off the room next to it. So you tend to get less bleed. The door's mm. not 
that great. The rest of the doors are double doors, but the studio door is not. It's weird. Mm. But with how loud our music is and stuff, then it should be cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Sick as. Fucking wild idea. Beer? Yes. Quiz? Let's do it. No, let's just, our uh, intermission will be back in 20 seconds. So, Ash, tell us, how's Claim the Throne going to record? <laughs> Same way. Really? Yeah, I cool. think. Don't you reckon? Or a well, modified perfect version? test for this one, but I don't see any reason why not. Yeah, if it if it's cheap and minimal time. The most brutal thing, so Desolate Plains was great, right? But how is it that we tracked drums in February or something of 2016 in three days and then didn't get the album out? Well, okay, so we didn't have the album ready to be released until like October of that year. Because we just spend, you know, whole weekends piss farting around and getting drunk and heaps of fun. But man, we put some time into the tracking and all that stuff. Whereas if if we do all that real hardcore pre-pro work yeah. on the front end and then just We did try to do that with On Desolate Plains, but I think we were just rookies still didn't quite into a 12-year career, but... Sort of. I don't know. Like we're probably, I think we've refined now how pre-prod can be done really efficiently. Definitely. But the thing that we forget is that we're still multi-tracking. Mm. So Harvest Trail, if you took it, it's 20 minutes of music. Even if we all played amazingly and only did two takes each, if we did the drums, it would take us one session. Then you... Personally, for leads, uh, for rhythm, sorry, would take two times the length of the album plus setup. Then Ian would take two times the length of the album plus setup. Then vocals would, you know what I mean? Like the more that you can do simultaneously, the less time it takes. Mm. And so those stories of Steve Albini going over to Fugazi's house and tracking 11 songs in two days is because they're playing them live in the studio as a band. Pretty fucking hard to do because Claim and Throne necessarily has way more multi-tracking because we do a lot of lead over dubs and all that shit. That's fine to take its time and stuff, but if we can do the bulk of that shit. Would you want MIDI exports of guitar profiles for new Claim and Throne songs? Do you have them? Yeah. Is it, can you import MIDI back into Guitar Pro? Pretty sure. I've never done it, but... So I might do that as a test because if so, yes, because then any of the math stuff that doesn't quite whatever and any of the time and because often I I get it because doing tabs is the fucking most time consuming thing and you've got to be right on top of your time signatures to get it all to work really nice and neat. You have to do that from the front. But if we can kind of work around that by using the Guitar Pro to just get the ideas down and everything import it into software like this, I'll show you after how I'm going to repair that one song mm. that I think is kind of a, should be on a triplet grid instead of a straight grid. I'm talking 15 seconds with some digital shit. Whereas if you do it on Guitar Pro, well you, you might be able to, but it's not, it's harder to conform, I think, these sort of things. It's a bit more crazy. Mm. So if we can import that back in, and you've got this fresh thing with time mm. signatures and shit, it would be fucking sick, man. Yeah. 
it'll be so good. Because as soon as you change time signatures on Guitar Pro, the bar changes because that's, you know, the number of beats to a bar changes and it'll give you that red thing and be annoying and stuff. Whereas if you do that in Pro Tools, it doesn't care. It'll just automatically push it to the next bar. It just doesn't really care too much. Um, it's more about what the click follows and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty nerdy. Yeah. Good though. Yeah. I did hit up um, that Gragoth guy for Harvest Trail artwork the other oh, week. Yeah. Haven't heard back yet, but did ask for a milk crate on the front cover. A secret one? Not even secret. Quite visible. I suppose you can get away with it because it's not mystical. And I was thinking because was it last year or whenever that um, mm. dude in Sydney or wherever took down a guy with a milk crate. Mm-hmm. And Ian's love of milk crates. So that Does should come through any day now. No. Oh, so I think I've alluded to it. it. Yeah, he's working on it. So, do you mind sharing what the brief is? What did you tell him? Um, yeah, pretty much just sort of like one character on the front, like a shadow looking, in, you know, a shadow of a guy who's standing there with a weapon of some sort just looking like a creepy serial killer or something. Holding on to a milk crate. No, there's a milk crate on the ground next to him on like a cobblestone path sort of thing. And then just kind of like a dark blue and black sort of theme to it. Because it's about serial killers, right? Mm, Just Australian crimes. Because you've been listening to crime podcasts. Not even now I haven't, but back in the day I was and also I like The Haunted made me do it. So I was trying to think of some sort of killer theme, but... Aussie vibe, I guess. They all do that, hey. Because isn't Predator's Portrait the same thing about serial killers? Is it? I don't I believe really, so. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah. Would make sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't actually going to go with him for the artwork, but then I was just like, whatever. He did a good job on the logo and emblem and stuff. Can we go out today with Bastard Chain? Sure. Cool. Great soil work song in the middle of their era with no clean vocals. Yeah. Oh. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm trying to think because Speed does throw a bunch of cleans in like... Every other song on the album. Anthem. It's only Barca Chain without, is yeah. it? Oh, okay. Which is interesting because it's their first album with clean vocals, but the first song doesn't have clean vocals. Yeah, just to sort of throw you off the scene. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Sick song. What a mm. sick album, man. God, I'm going to listen to that this week. It's on Ian's desk every time I go there and look at really? it. Really? Sitting there. One of these very few CDs. That's hilarious. Um, Speaking of CDs, also um, would be, be interested in your opinion on this. Oh, fuck, that reminds me. I forgot to bring you Tom Thumb CDs. That are oh, Um, Doing a... Hornography compilation sampler CD thing. Mainly in the lead up to Slayfest because there'll be like 600 cunts there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just going to fill it with bands that have played at Hornography pretty much. Haven't advertised it to the general public. Have just like gradually headhunting bands that have played the best ones, I guess, and mm-hmm. seeing who's keen. Obviously it costs us money, which means we have to charge bands like 100 bucks to put a song on there. Do Tom Thumb go on there? They do. Okay. For free, of course. <laughs> One minute boiling little balls or something. Yeah, that's a classic. We'll just whack it in. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> um, 
But do you reckon the question I'm getting to is, does anyone want a sample CD? If you go to a gig and you you go you to the front door and you go to walk in and they stamp your wrist and give you a CD, do you chuck it directly on the ground or do you I'm take thinking, it home? I'm thinking you spin it into the crowd. Yeah, right. Is there a way to do it on the way out? Probably, yeah. Haven't thought that far ahead mm. yet, apart from, yeah, just the best way to distribute them. But also we'll have a download on the website and stuff as well, free. And, that, and um, send them to Metal radio heads. stations and media and shit like that. Non-metal gig, I'd say no. But metal heads tend to like physical stuff still, I reckon. So, say like 15 to 20 pretty quality local bands mm. all with websites on the back and kind of an advertisement obviously for pornography as well and it's, idea and then give them out any leftovers just free at the next events it's a real 2003 move isn't it, it is like yeah. six squared compilation kind of thing mm. <laughs> yeah why the fuck we'll not see. Bands seem well. to be keen. We've already pretty much got enough, but it's a bit, little bit of work hunting it down. Absolutely, yeah. But hey, um, also looking at doing in the cuming months, maybe like halfway through the year, doing like a industry workshop themed night. You need my help, right? Probably, yeah. Probably cool. give you a, a slot, um, Stu, to talk about his new website whenever that gets released. Fuck, man. Probably, Stu, um, when you hear this yeah. in three months' time and I still haven't <laughs> tested your website because I fucking have had so much other shit going on. I had no internet for ages. Yeah. I finally have it and a new dick. But, um, yeah, haven't haven't signed up to his site and tried it and stuff. Yeah, fuck, I've got to do that. Hey? Anyway. Oh, might be a bit late now, I'd say. It's launched, is it? He keeps saying he's about to launch it and then I haven't seen it actually launched. I think he's trying to get more bands on it on it before he sort of launches it, which makes sense. So mm. Not too late. You could do it. I was thinking this morning about, or maybe it was the last few days, whatever. Who fucking knows anymore? You know, like Spherical. <laughs> I released an album. I made an Instagram page. I put up three or four photos and then just, didn't give a shit about it anymore. Yeah. You know, did some promo stuff and then I was like, I hate this. <laughs> you know, you know, still writing songs, <laughs> still doing stuff and want to want to do it. But I thought the other morning, I don't give a rat's fucking ass about it at all, about about like the promo marketing side. And that's just going to confine me to my, you know, sending demos between me and Ray and Owen going like hey check this out and when cabba comes <laughs> over i'm like hey look at this riff and i think that's enough for me it's weird hey so like it's not weird at all yeah i don't know even why what i bring it oh that's right websites oh, yeah. so like i'm so happy to test something like that and especially because i work in like application support I'm, I'm happy to give that a test or whatever but yeah i'm like i can't you know, Bobby Osinski or whatever says like, and heaps of fucking dudes. It's like the biggest thing is don't sign up for social media if you're not going to maintain it mm. or don't do anything if you're not going to maintain it. You really want only a small number of things that you are going to do. This is probably band tools or something 101, right? Which we yeah. still haven't done. Fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just funny, hey? 
Just, Guest use site is not the sort of thing that you would need to actively maintain because it's not like a social site where people are commenting on things or anything. Yeah. Um, but it's an alternative to having a website where you just store information about your band and people can see it. Or if someone goes, tell us about your band, you just give them that link and they can see all your shit in one page. So would an advantage of doing that be <laughs> that you get the power of Stu's SEO and stuff? So if someone searches my band and my dick, it will come up and also arrive first in Google under his site because he's diligent with that stuff, whereas someone like me isn't. What are they searching for? Good point. Next subject. Maybe. Maybe. I guess I mean, Bandcamp's a bit like that too, is if you search such and such band, Bandcamp comes up. Yeah, if you search spherical. Without the word band in it, I don't know. If you search spherical metal, it comes up with like globe-sized testicles or something <laughs> like that made of steel. <laughs> Nothing to do with music. Mm. Did make a Harvest Trail Facebook the other week in anticipation of that gig getting announced. Launched it? Yeah, I opened it up. Haven't posted anything or actively done a thing to it really. Posting the MIDI files up there? <laughs> haven't done that. <laughs> I was almost pondering the idea of releasing one of those dog shit demos from, from the back in the day that is just for the lols and see if move. anyone wants to know what it sounds like but yeah. also can't be bothered and yeah. don't care enough. It's probably my spherical at this point. Yeah, except it won't be because you are just naturally geared towards doing that stuff. Where I'm Maybe. I haven't done jack shit for Tom Thumb. I haven't even harassed us about making getting it on Spotify somehow. Yeah, that's true. Failed once and gave up. Yeah, I also don't give a fuck. I'm starting to change my tune on all that stuff mm. because I can't be bothered actioning any anything. I can't be fuck doing any of that shit. I, I enjoyed Tom Thumb probably more than anything we've done in the last few years. Well, that's not true. But as much as anything, oh, come on, European tour and shit, like mm. as much as anything, we had some fucking wicked times doing mm. that and I was really satisfied to have done it mm. and now I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Would you play a gig if someone ever asked us to? Yep. <laughs> Easy. Jam an hour before? Actually got an electric kit now yeah. so could do it. Cool. Good to know. Is my partner going to ask me to do a gig? No, no, not at all. <laughs> Just was... Curious. Has anyone followed up with you about that at all? Nah. Yeah. Maybe it's way shitter than we realised. Oh, I think it's plenty shit. But mm. I just really like <laughs> things that I like. I don't really <laughs> fucking care. Hey? Yeah. Uh, um, cool. Well. Fuck, I don't know. Suck off and fuck off. Yeah, bastard chain. Bastard <laughs> chain.